0: Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. I'm leaving a meeting. (laughs) Keep that in. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome to another
1: episode of Panther Puri. I'm your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Alex Lopez and TJ Peterson. And joining us today, a very special guest, friend of the show, senior producer for The Levitard Show with Stu Gotts, our friend Roy Bellamy. Roy, how are you doing tonight? Well, you know. He's doing better than he was yesterday, considering, you know, all the stuff going on there. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. This <laughs> is going to be the coldest open. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming you're done talking about that on air, right, Roy? Uh, yeah, yeah. We we
0: wrapped it up. We wrapped it up uh, the day of this recording, so yeah, uh, I'm done. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not still- going to yell it out in the house either, so then,
2: uh, that's not going to happen. You're still alive, and we'll take that as progress and a good thing. And we're just going to leave Jacob and TJ in the dark because they don't listen to the show. Yeah, uh, get back, get back
0: with me next week. Maybe
2: uh, I almost did week. today. <laughs> Damn, so close. Uh, Roy was a topic of conversation though it was yesterday, and I guess, and today, and uh, we'll leave it at that. And if you guys want to know. Listen to the Dan Levershardt podcast. Wherever that's, you get your, that's marketing. Wherever that you get your quality podcasts.
3: marketing right there. That's right. Well done, Alex. Excellent plug. They didn't even well, have
1: to tell you. Of course.
2: <laughs>
3: um, so we
2: are here to talk about the Panthers. And while Roy had other stuff going on, he did make it home in time for the game. And that was one hell of a game. And before we even get into what happened, I just want to ask, go around the room and ask, is every anyone happy like the day of with the Panthers 5-4 win over the Colorado Avalanche? And I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll go first and just say, no, I'm not.
3: Synthetically, oh, I yes. <laughs> I have is- I, I have curated my sports experience so that unhappiness is kind of ignored. You live in Miami, so. Yeah, Florida, I should say. yeah, I don't live in Miami. I, uh, let's just say I live where Stu Stugatz lives. So you live in Georgia.
4: <laughs>
3: I was born in Atlanta. You actually. Used to,
1: yeah, I was born yeah, yeah. in Atlanta. <laughs> TJ Trivia: He was born in Atlanta.
2: Uh, yeah, but Roy, what about you? Were you happy with the result of last night's game? We got two points, and that's what matters. But
0: uh, I would say the Panthers' team defense was good. Um. But Sergei Bobrovsky let in some a couple of bad bad goals. I think he overplayed that wraparound. Yes,
3: and uh, that McKinnon goal that he gave up
0: right between his legs from a bad yeah bad that goal. that
3: one that's that's really what set off the no pun intended avalanche. Sound like no, shut
1: up. That was intended. I refuse to believe that you didn't.
3: Yes, Alex. What would have
2: prevented that? Uh, third that third goal by Bobrovsky
1: because of the way you framed that question I'm gonna go ahead and say that the correct answer is proper reverse vh there
3: you go you gotta you gotta tie it all up I cannot define
1: the words that I just said but I know that that's going to be the right answer yes I think you can
3: probably define reverse
1: (laughs) it's true I can define reverse I can't define the full term yeah, it's, it's the thing I do to get my car out of my garage every morning.
2: But yes, uh, long story short, Bobrovsky was uh, in a, basically a half reverse VH with too much of his body off the ground, his stick off the ground. And a puck went right between his legs for a horrible goal. And the, I mean, that was almost one of the most epic collapses in Panthers history. I mean, Roy, you might probably might be the only one who remembers this, but do you remember a game against the Avalanche? Twenty plus years 20-ish years ago where uh Panthers were up five nothing after two Patrick wall broke his stick and then all of a sudden you woke up the next day and the Avs won six five do you remember that game
0: oh no not that was uh that was one of those games that I probably tried to forget yeah Jeff game yeah I, 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 Rimmer game?
2: <laughs> then yeah, I mean it, it was the bur I think it was Burray. Burray had like a first period hat trick like it was one of the, like, everything was going right for the Panthers during those dark years. And I went to bed because it was a late game. And I was, like, six or seven. I was young. I was, like, eight or nine years old. Excuse me, not six or seven. And I woke up the next day, like, pumped, like, yeah, we beat the Avs, the defending champs. Like, this is awesome. I go right into my bike to school, and I see my friend. I'm like, yeah, we beat the Avs. And he's like, oh, no, we lost because he had a later bedtime than me. <laughs> that's That's what last night felt like. It was like, oh, yeah, everything's great. You know, we're up 3-1 one after 1, 4-1 one after 2. Like, this is exactly what this team needed, a dominant win against the defending champs, even though they're struggling a bit this year. This is what they needed. Then that wraparound goal happened. and I was like, all right, you know, gave up a softie. Just, you know, go five minutes without giving up another. And, okay, 4-2 win, get an empty net or 5-2. Okay, it's still a really great game to build off of. Then the McKinnon goal happened 20 seconds later and it was full panic from the fan base. But I think more importantly, the team, you saw the team mentally collapse after that goal by McKinnon. I mean, yeah, Maurice tried to stem the tide with a timeout, but honestly at that point, like a 32nd timeout after a goal scored, like that doesn't do anything. It just gives the crowd 30 more seconds to get louder and louder And I'm not saying the collapse is on Maurice. I'm just saying like that timeout just didn't do anything. Uh, Five minutes later, Avs almost tied it on a goal that just barely came off the board because it went offside. And then they did tie it a minute later. And I thought there was no shot. The Panthers were winning that game. TJ, did
3: you think there were Panthers going to win that game? I mean, just because of like narrative, there was no actual reason other than my PTSD I, I can't answer that question without saying like because it's the Panthers I I didn't think they were gonna win no I thought there was a no shot so
1: as Alex alluded to earlier um I did go to sleep uh when the score was four to one I woke up to a string of texts in our group chat and I'm just gonna read a few of these I'm not gonna go through the whole conversation um uh, But I woke up having gone to sleep at 4-1 to I'm watching this on tape delay. Blowing this lead is going to kill me. Don't bother. That was three goals on not even .7XG. Yup, Bob shit the bed hard. Colorado pressure was inevitable. Hmm. I wake up having gone to sleep with a three-goal lead in the second period, and I'm like, fuck, we lost. And then I go on Twitter and see that we won and just what a roller coaster of emotion my morning was <laughs> because in in the panther free group text you guys are talking about it in a way that made me think that we lost after i had gone to sleep and then i checked twitter and we actually won i had to like go to the nhl app and actually look at the score and count the goals myself just to be like are, are tj and alex okay like what actually happened last night
0: it's a rare win that felt like a loss, apparently.
1: Yeah. Look, when it I was 3-1, to, way. One, when it was three to one, I kind of thought we were going to blow it. So it didn't surprise me waking up to the text, really.
3: I mean, I agree considering the opponent, but that was really the only reason.
2: I mean, when they gave up the first goal, and they at the end of the first, I was just I was in my head. I mean, I didn't tweet it out, but I was like, "Oh, here we go again." They gave up that goal that they've been giving up all year, and then the second period will start, and as are going to attack on another one. It's going to be three two, and we're white knuckling to the end of the game. But they actually like the as charged early in the second, and the Panthers held them off, and then got a goal themselves to extend the lead. That's what I was really happy. Between the second and third period, I'm like, this is the team, like, if they want to somehow claw back into the playoff conversation, this is the team that, how that team has to play. Like, they fought, They, you know, they they fought off the push. They fought off a really bad break because that, that first goal by the Avs should have been a penalty on Makar for cross-checking. Like, they fought off adversity. They fought it off. They got a goal to make it 4-1. Like, this is what they have to do. And then the third period started. So yeah, Roy, you said it best. The win, that feels like a loss, and I still feel like that. I mean, if I'm on the island between the four of us that, that feels that way, that's fine. But I was just like, if this team is going to make something of the season, they can't be doing that.
3: They can't be white-knuckling games where you start the third with a three-goal lead. Well, The way that I am thinking about it is is like, I I know that this is productive, but what can you really do if your goalie just gives up two terrible goals? Like, it. I know that they gave up a like an a volume of pressure but I think that the the Avalanche only had four high danger scoring chances in that period. The Panthers had six high danger scoring chances in the second period and they only scored once. You you can't be like that's going to be three goals against every time. Most of the time that's only going to be one, maybe even zero. That's just you got a little bit unlucky on the fourth goal. I mean, I don't want to say that it was a fluke, but you know that puck could have gone anywhere, and it just happened to go above Bob's shoulder. And then the second and the third goal, they were just horrible goaltending.
0: Yeah, that turnaround shot, he just did not see. Yeah. Didn't see.
2: Curtis McDermott with two assists last night, and was honestly one of the better players on the Avs. All the hockey men are hilarious. just hilarious. Know, Flating themselves
3: over that one. Did you uh, see Jacob McDonald, Jake? He had a great game. He did. The one that got away. He so, <laughs> You're not he fucking so well on this. At defense. this point, no. At this point, he would definitely be in the top six. There's no question. He that is definitely more than six. That, be. the he, one he, that got away. The
0: the ones that got away. The one, oh yeah, there's so. McDonald many is
1: together. the one that like there was no reason to get rid of him though. Hmm. Like the yeah. Jacob, we got Dominic Toninato for him. It was a one for one deal that gave us nothing of significant value, and now Jake McDonald is playing very well on the Colorado Avalanche. Has his name on the cup, and the Avs got Toninato back too eventually, for like a year, but still. Like Jacob McDonald is the one that got away because we didn't get anything of value back for him. Like we I can think he's like how much we 30, love though. McKenzie. He is. He's older than me. Um, He's older than you, DJ. He's younger than you, Alex, uh, just to kind of give it that way. Though. Um, Damn. It's gotta be like that, huh? <laughs> Come on. Uh, man. But yeah, like we could talk all day about how, Oh, if we still had McKenzie Weger, we'd be winning the Atlantic. But like, I'm not going to lament getting matthew kachuk who to answer your question tj how do you deal with your goalie letting in two softies easy have matthew kachuk on your team um so i'm not going to lament that so like to that extent jacob mcdonald really is the one that got away yeah and i mean we
2: didn't mention it but look after they did trade for him yeah (laughs) but what we do need to mention it after the panthers did you know the game was tied at 4-4. The Panthers turned it back on again and brought an effort I did not think they had in them. It resulted in Kachuk getting... I mean, it was a fortunate bounce. I mean, Kachuk made the effort and put in the work to get that goal, but, like, McCarr shot it off his own defenseman into the net, but, like, Kachuk deserved that goal. He's leading the NHL and in, in, in goals in, in the you know lower slot for a reason. He battled his way, got into a good position, and got a bounce the Panthers desperately needed
0: and that's the big thing he's in areas that nobody else wants to be eight feet away from away from the crease and lower like that that's a tough place to be that that's a place where you can get hurt yeah you know, he's doing these he league goals in that area Yeah,
2: so good for him 16 goals inside of eight feet i Leading think he had 40
1: points last night right
0: or 50. fifty. 50 points.
1: Oh, he he hit, hit, hit
2: fifty points, number. yeah. Fifty points. Yeah. I thought you said had and I was Yeah, like, I was like, I was very confused. Was, I thought that was oh, No, you he guys think I you,
1: you think I you think I said that he had forty points
2: last night? Well, that's what you said. You said he had forty <laughs> points last night. I said he, he like, hit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, think like that, that, that'd said, be a I could have misspoken, but I meant fifty either way. He hit fifty that, points last night on the season. Halfway through the season, he has fifty points.
0: That'd be a NHL record of that avenue. I
1: don't By know. I think bit. I did it in NHL 95 on rookery mode. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure Gretzky, Gretzky ever had 40 points in one game, so
0: he tried though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he had a couple games with nine nine plus points, I think. But you know. Isn't the Gretzky. record
2: nine? No, that's nine goals. No, oh vet trick. No, someone has seven goals. Never mind. Moving on.
3: Daryl Malone, Sittler. I think. Daryl like...
1: Sittler, February seventh, nineteen seventy six, had six
3: goals and four assists in one game. That appears to be the record. Yeah, that's yeah. the record for most points in a game. Uh, Joe Malone had seven goals, like back when the Montreal Wanderers were in the NHL. Nah. Yeah.
2: I but, learned uh, something new today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, when you guys are listening, well, most of you listening to this, they've got the vegas golden knights tonight um i I think it's going to be a really telling game for the rest of the season tonight because you almost fell apart you somehow got two points like if the season's going to i mean i keep saying this but if the season's going to turn around it has to happen soon and you know 48 hours after you almost blow a game but still manage to win in regulation against the defending champs like now is the time to find that gear you haven't found all year yeah and make a run at least, at bare minimum l- reducing the odds of giving Connor Bedard to the Montreal Canadiens in what would go down as one of the worst trades in NHL history
1: you know i'm i'm not going to lie the panthers do have a chance to string together some wins right now having beaten colorado they've got vegas on thursday Vancouver, Saturday, Buffalo, Toronto, Montreal. That is the next set of the next series of games for the Panthers. They have a real chance to put a real win streak together here. Oh, it's absolutely doable. They should be able to beat four of the next five teams.
3: Yeah, I mean, saying that they should definitely beat one of Vegas or Toronto is a bit of a stretch. But yeah, I I mean, say each of those games is a coin flip. You you at this point in the season, right? Having done what you have done in the previous forty two games, you will be sorely disappointed if you do not win those games against Buffalo, against Vancouver, especially because that's at home, and against Montreal because they just stink. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But three out of five isn't good enough anymore.
1: Like you need like, you know,
2: seven
3: points in five games is that good enough? Like. No, Let let's math. let's
1: they have no. they have what 84 points right now, so let's say they need 54 points to be able to sniff a wild card spot through the next that would get them games. that
3: would get them to 98 points if they had seven points in all the in the five games the rest of the way. Oh, no, seven and five the rest of
2: the way will get them in, but like you gotta like you need a eight out of 10 or a nine out of 10 soon to at least give yourself giving yourself some like an opportunity, like. At some point, you got to start winning games you're supposed to lose if you want to get back into like. There's no such thing as schedule losses anymore. Like you can't afford any of it.
1: Um, You you end the 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 pre All Star break ends at home against Boston. Yeah, win that game. That's a hard one. Win that game, and people start taking you seriously.
3: Got to play Boston four times. Damn.
1: Well, they've already. By the way, you before. come out of the All Star break against Tampa.
2: Well, <laughs> this is where we need Stamkos to skip the All Star game. Is it Stamkos that's going for them, or is it Kucherov? It's. Kucherov. I mean, yeah.
3: I, if it, I'd,
2: I, I it's <laughs> You yeah. need whoever there is to skip the game and get that one that o b one game suspension
3: coming out of the break. I think uh, Obi's not awesome. going to get that suspension this year because he no. Can hang
1: Ovi doesn't want that suspension anymore. Hmm.
0: No, no. Ovi's going for Gretzky's Gretzky now, record. So. He's he needs yeah. every game.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, let, let's spend a minute talking about the All Star game. Um, what do you guys think of the format this year in terms of how they're announcing the teams? I mean, normally we would get the. You know, I guess originally used to be we get and everyone votes on the captain, and then everyone else's uh, a bunch of players are picked by the NHL coaches and NHLPA and media. Then the, there's a vote, a fan vote for the last player. This year, all 18, every team has had their one person announced. And now we're having a vote, a combination of fan vote, media, NHL, uh, coaches and NHLPA vote for
1: the rest of the squads. What do you guys think of that? I'm on board. I, I think it's best of both worlds of making sure every team gets a rep while still giving the fans uh a say in who gets to go
0: yeah, like keeping it fresh you know For keeping it fresh is keeping it fresh sake i guess but uh yeah sure well what, whatever can garner attention to the actual all-star game is well well in the
2: nhl's favor that i i agree with i mean um and just going on to, is there any events you guys are looking forward to i know there are more gimmicks with the uh, sh- uh skills competition they're talking about doing something on a golf course doing something with allig- like shooting like edible pucks at alligators that's um, dangerous that's <laughs> uh, i'm sure they the have the it team. under
1: control if they're going to do that but like that's
3: that's stupid <laughs> yeah that's they tough. get it though that's it's good to know they get it they've got yeah, florida down alligators and golf <laughs> That's that's what I think about I'm
0: when I think shooting. about Florida. Yeah, and shooting. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stand your ground over here against alligators. Um <laughs>
2: I, I I mean, look, the NHLs are trying things. I mean, last year in Vegas, like they had the the cart, like the blackjack game, which was a dud. The fountain thing was eh. I mean, but at least they're trying. Like you gotta you gotta keep taking swings because the skills competition is stale. Yeah, it's been still for a long time, like keep taking swings. Hopefully something hits. Um, But yeah, I mean, another interesting thing is I know the last time the All-Star game here, Fan Fest and everything was at the arena, which made it pretty cool because it was just like, I mean, one, it was five minutes from my house. So all the events and stuff were just right there. This year, it's all being moved to Fort Lauderdale Beach, as well as the War Memorial. So I, it's interesting. Um, is there it's anything at the
3: war memorial? I don't think so. I don't believe so. I don't I think it's open. I yeah, sworn it's not open. Were, it's no, not I could have sworn
2: they were going to use the parking lot of the war memorial for the um the youth hockey tournament. The parking oh, parking okay. lot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay.
2: They, yeah, they're gonna they have inflatable boards and they play you know uh deck hockey in the parking lot like a youth tournament. I what I this? I played in it when I was a kid when it was here uh back in the nineties. It's a lot of fun.
3: All right then. The alumni game will be at the uh the ice den. There is that the... like an open
1: event? I'm I sure.
3: Oh, come on. Yeah, man. if it's on We the ice should den, go
1: on. to that.
2: We will be there. Roy's playing in it, right? <laughs> uh I will be there.
1: Um, <laughs> it's on a <laughs> Wednesday night. Off. Yeah, it's a Wednesday night at the at the ice game. Um yeah, we should go to that. Let's do it. We'll Maybe I mean Wednesday night has become our recording night. Do we do it live, live that? recording. Do it Who
2: live cares from about the Panther Yeah, let's let's get their
1: early. Set up in
2: the uh where, where they got the um, set up at the Center bar. Ice. No, the bar. There's a bar. That's Alex, sort of I weird
1: said weird. what I said. What did right, you say? Oh, oh, I said. <laughs> we'll, do the, we'll,
2: do <laughs> we'll do it from the we'll do it from the ice while the game's going on around us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How cool
1: would that be? I'm sure
2: people be now joining
3: us now. Is Scott Melanby? Scott, fuck off! I'm playing. Get out of the ice. <laughs> Peter Morel would be thrilled with us. Oh, absolutely. He still owes me a beer. Well, this is a good time. This
2: will be a uh, great
1: time to cash in on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right. Anything else in the All Star game?
1: Or do we want to move on to. Do uh... we want to talk about the teams at all? The, uh at least the announced teams
3: so far? No. I mean, Matthew Kachuk, we talked about it. I can't remember if we talked about it on the episode before the one that never came out but we hadn't talked know, about it yet deserving all star for sure i have to imagine that the nhl is going to rig it so that barkov also gets to go yeah <laughs> he made better i don't have yeah. the energy but if i did i would implore people to instead vote for verhagi if we could get him in the game cuz i think he's had a, a better more uh, more healthy season for sure than barkov yeah that would be very cool. Barkov's already been at the All Star game. I'm sure you know he he's a guy that doesn't really get excited by very much. So I doubt that it's really a, a great experience in his opinion. So uh, if we could get Verhage there, that I would I would prefer that. But I know that that's not going to happen. I know it's going to be Barkov.
2: Barkov in the shootout challenge would be fun though. The oh, that shootout challenge so much fun. He's got some he's got some good dekes that he just won't bring out in games because. They're too flashy, but like the one where he like does a slap shot and the puck doesn't move, like that would that would be that would go over great in like the the skills competition shootout thing. Yeah,
0: but keep in mind, it's not just about the shot; it's about the presentation.
1: Yeah, Markov's gonna need some help on presentation. Or is his lack of presentation his presentation? (laughs)
0: Then it would go too.
1: Markov is very meta like that that's why his goal song is i'm so excited yeah uh, it's such when, a great goal song it's a great goal <laughs> song for him specifically yeah. for him yeah, yeah. he's it were anyone else i would be like all right whatever he's because and... it's him
0: <laughs> because it's him oh he zigs and when everybody thinks he's gonna zag zigs again
1: yeah yeah that's Mr.
2: what everyone Zig. says he- He's got that dry humor that you just don't expect. And then he says something and you're on the floor laughing, which, right. I mean, that's that's the, that's exactly the kind of personality
1: I would I've expect I've said it a thousand times. It's what Jamison told me years ago. Barkov doesn't say much, but when he does, it's either really important or really funny.
3: I think that was live on the podcast or, you know, it, it might have been on the podcast.
1: I think he was talking about me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. I mean, it wouldn't be wrong. Um, a lot of people really enjoyed the, uh, the quote that he gave to, uh, Emily Kaplan yesterday about, um, uh, he only speaks Finnish with, uh, Anton Lundell now that they're together, which is something that happened for the first time yesterday. And I thought it really activated both of them in a new way because they were kind of disappointing up until now, even, you know, even when Barco was healthy, he was very, very, very good relative to other players, but like. We've seen much better from him, and Lundell just was absolutely ghosting, completely invisible, and much more noticeable yesterday. Although at one point it was for the wrong reason because he he fell down and brought Mahura down with him in one of the most slapstick sequences of the season. Yeah, that earned an oh my god from John Bujicuas. I was like. oh <laughs> <laughs> If that had led to a goal against, unfortunately, he would have to see that for the rest of his life. Yeah. Thank.
2: Thank God you 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 stay off the highlight reels forever, Lundell. But I, I, TJ, you tweeted out, and I couldn't agree more. Probably so far one of Maurice's best decisions of the year is to put Lundell on Barkov's wing. You got probably the both best game you've got all season out of both of them, like for sure out of Barkov, a goal.
3: And Barkov's assist. like
1: two weeks removed from a hat trick.
3: He was on ice for yeah, five but- goals. Uh, and uh, zero against. So I guess they had scored five goals. So he was on ice for every goal for, and none of the goals against.
2: I'll I'll take a goal and an assist, plus ex- uh, amazing in the faceoff circle, amazing defense against the defending Stanley Cup champ over a first period hat trick against Montreal all day every day. That's like fair. you're you're just going counting stats. If we're like, oh yeah, first period hat trick against. Montreal like no that was a game yeah but you can't say that he
1: didn't look good in that game no he He did did. but I'm
2: saying this was his best performance of the year a game the Panthers had to win and your best player brought it and it was against a team that like that could they came back from a three-goal deficit and they brought it Barkov brought it and they got a win last night and it's it's not they don't win without Barkov
1: last night that's for sure no, Barkov had an all-situations expected goal share of eighty-nine percent last night.
3: Yeah, eh, but that doesn't really mean anything because he was on power play one all night. Five-on-five, five, though, that does mean at five-on-five five five, it was a, it was just over eighty.
1: The yeah, reason what, that I the reason that I called it uh, all situations is because I assume
3: that he, he as was well.
1: also killing penalties.
3: Yeah, but just for less time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, he was on power play for about twice as much time as he was killing penalties. Power play has been great recently. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Significant improvement from the first yep. half and, of the first half, from the first quarter of the season. There we go. That's the math.
2: And the PK is slowly getting a little bit better. I mean, it's Eric Stahl I ever since
1: won. Eric Stahl was put on it. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, and that must have hurt. I'm side.
1: kidding. It, you know what, Roy? We fight through the pain for the sake of comedy. <laughs> That's what we do here.
2: Yeah. Eric stahl has been a lot better. At five on trade five, for Eric Goodbranson.
1: So, nah. Shut your damn mouth. <laughs> fight through the pain for the sake of comedy.
3: <laughs> it's called committing to the bit, and I'm really good at that. It reminds me of the quote. I can't remember who said it. Tragedy is when I cut my little finger. Comedy is when you fall into an open sewer and die. (laughs) All right. Right. Who said that? Hold on. I'll look it up, but continue.
2: All right. Well, now I'm going to transition us. Guys, you want to play a TikTok game?
1: No.
3: TikTok. Mel Brooks, by the way. We're going to play the TikTok game. We're we're going to play a TikTok game. Mel
1: Brooks. I should know that. I... I I feel like I no longer qualify as Jewish for not knowing yeah that. you really fucked that up I mean my god <laughs> no Brooks an absolute
3: legend yeah uh um, let's let's get to the game with ludicrous speed yeah we're gonna ah, play, we're gonna play thanks for the softball we're
2: gonna play smash or pass Panthers players at the trade deadline smash all of them smash all of them
1: wait hold on are we actually talking about like attractiveness level, or is this like trade or keep? Smash trader, it's trader yeah, keep. This come, is on, Jake. Oh, come on, keep Ooh, with the big. No one wants to hear that. I, I think. Look, there's too much. There's too many
2: rumors out there. The conversation has to be had. I mean, obviously, look, a lot could change. The Panthers are going a winning streak, and now they're buying at the deadline. But right now, they're going to be sellers, unless they turn it around. They're selling a month, you know, two months from now at the March trade deadline. I want to start with the easy ones and then we'll get into the hard, the harder, the harder players to talk
1: about, but just let's so just you know, talk. I'm going to do both. <laughs> Smasher pass and trader keep. That's fine. <laughs> All right.
2: Forwards, obvious ones. Let's, let's, let's start with the uh, pending unrestricted free agent.
3: And we were just talking about him. Eric stall. I doubt he gets anything, but if someone wants to give you a fourth round pick or better, Otherwise, like he has actually provided some value and maybe he'll just get them through the season. They'll learn something from probably not a hall of famer, but one of the players in the NHL right now that's had one of the best careers. I, I mean, I don't
2: disagree, but I think if you're out of it at March, even if someone offers a seventh round pick in 2027, you take it just because you never know when that asset will be useful. And as a throw in for a, a trade, like, you need all the picks you can get, and if there's no shot of the playoffs, and someone wants to give you something for Eric stall, you take whatever it is.
1: All right, uh, pass and trade,
0: Roy. I I, I mean, if I
2: smash, mean <laughs> I want, Does that mean
0: I don't want to trade him? Well, uh, I guess. Yeah, smash I'm a little on, keep on
2: the rules here. I guess smash will be keep him. Pass will be pass him off to another team. I yeah, know. I think so.
0: Oh, okay. Well, if that's the case. We're going to, have to go with a pass, even though I doubt that he'll get anything for. Her. Uh, I doubt that the Panthers will get anything for him. But yeah, uh, and they do. I think passes. that
3: that's going to be the same for another guy that's a pending UFA on the forward lines, and and somebody that I want to talk about briefly here, also in in kind of the mid year review. Maybe one of the one of the biggest disappointments for sure is Colin White, who had a decent start to the season looked like he was going to contribute and has just been awful for like a month and i think it's going to be the similar a similar thing like he might end up on the waiver wire i i think there's players oh, in charlotte really right imagine. now that i think there's players in charlotte right now that can contribute more than him
1: that's and true and i don't
3: th- i don't think that's a take that i'm the only one that has it
1: no that's that's true right now I
3: mean, he's a pending RFA, so
2: not an appending. He's a pending RFA, not a pending UFA. Either either way, I've been very disappointed in him and him. He's a guy. If you get to the, it's the same thing as Eric Stahl. If you get to the deadline and someone wants to give you something for him, take it.
3: Take it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, Eric Stahl, I see some value in keeping him just because the players can learn something from him. There's, There's nothing to be gained by keeping Colin White. Just like, at the trade deadline, if somebody asks you know, for him, just go up to Colin White and say, hey, do you want to go here? And we'll take anything constructive. You know. don't I wouldn't even him ask him. You contact. don't even need to ask him. He's, he's nothing special. Just send him on his way.
1: Nah. Also uh, pass.
2: Yeah. Uh, Nick Cousins? I would say keep. I, yeah. I mean, he's been fine. It was, he was signed next year for 1.1. 1. 1. I mean, unless someone you know gets stupid and offers you a second round pick, I think that's an easy keep.
3: You guys agree? Pass, uh, yeah. but
1: keep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, he's... like vague resemblance to Ethan Hawke. And pass, Hawk, really? Still? Yeah. I said right. vague resemblance, not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even sure who Ethan
3: Hawke is. Right, uh, keeper, he's... keeper trade uh, Nick Cousins. Uh first of all,
0: Ethan Hawke uh played opposite of uh Denzel Washington in training day. That's Ethan Hawk. Oh and, uh, that's Ethan Hawk. Yeah, Smash. He uh, also played Colin... opposite
1: Oscar Isaac in uh Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh
0: pass on Colin
3: White, Smash and the Cousins. There you go. Uh I agree with you on both counts. And um who else is there in terms of the pending UFAs? I guess we got Judas. We we have to move to the D and talk about Radko. Honestly, I feel like that could be addition by subtraction. Radko was that's one of the reasons why they started the season off like in a pretty encouraging way, like definitely not like this, you know, where they were NHL 500. When he got hurt, like he's been awful since. I mean, it's been the same
1: he's been so good though. I oh, mean his his signing was year. an
3: unquestioned success. But I think that I think that it's time to sell high. And you might honestly be better for it. Even in the short term. Because he's just old. He's prone to taking dumb penalties. He can't really keep up. He's still got something to offer defensively, but I mean, like, the proof is in the pudding. Look at his goal share over the last couple of months at five on five. It's it's pretty bad.
2: I uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm know. gonna yeah. I'm gonna agree with Jacob here. I think if you can get him to already agree, like hey, two million one year for next year, one. Million, one and a half. I'm
1: totally offering Gudas a one by one over the summer.
2: All right, even okay, yeah, okay, one by one. If he wants to take it now and already lock it in. I doubt he would because that's essentially veteran minimum. But I like, mean that's you can get... what he's worth now. <laughs> right. But you know, if you can lock him into that for next year, keep him. If he says, Hey, look, I'm gonna look in another direction and you're out of it, you can. you get what you can.
1: Uh yeah, I'm gonna go on good, I'm going smash and keep. Goodas is pretty, man. he's a good looking dude.
0: Oh, because he's because he's handsome,
1: yeah. No, he's, I'm not he's keeping him. Because because he's handsome. <laughs> no, yeah, Roy, I'm doing smasher pass and trader keep. Those are, I'm playing two games right now.
0: Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> um, I would say smash if they can re sign him for cheap, then definitely smash. But uh, you uh, you trade for Giovanni Smith, even though he's a forward. To fill the role the role as an enforcer, I mean, all you can do is just rely on Radkill for his defense, and do you really want to do that? So, if you can get something for him, then by all means. But uh, I think you, I think you can get away with smashing in this situation.
3: Yeah. I, I, I just think that I would take my chances with bringing up a young guy and just like getting a little bit better skating in that position and hoping that that makes your defense better because, you know, like we talked about with Jack hand, like there's a guy that can't skate on all their pairings and it's proving to be an issue when it comes to transition defense and offense. True. And I, uh, I just, I just think that sometimes that sort of thing can, can make things better for your team, even though it seems counterintuitive. Yeah.
2: I, I think they, I mean, I, look, they, they were the, the highest scoring offense in, in the NHL and one of the highest scoring offenses in history with Radko Gudas on the third pairing last year. I think they're just they're suffering a lot more from Mark Stahl getting second pairing minutes than they are from Radko Gudas getting third pairing minutes. Uh, do we even need to talk about Mark Stahl? Like, yeah, we'd all trade him if we got offered a bag of
1: pucks or a used washing machine, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a hard pass, and also, like, don't even trade him, just, just wave him.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a pass right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he might be the worst defenseman on the club, so might be I, no, he is. It's it's, it's and it's not definitively close, definitively, yes. But well, and there you go. So, yeah, going at the smash, uh, going at the pass on uh, Mark
3: Stahl in this situation. Only anyone could have seen this coming when he was signed. <laughs> yeah. In the last month, Mark Stahl is actually plus six and 54% expected goals. I refuse. <laughs> but here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the thing. Matt Kierstead is plus three and 59% expected goals. So... Sooner or later, they're going to have to keep him on the team.
0: <laughs> yeah. I,
3: he's on a one way deal next year, so I have to imagine that he's going to be getting a serious look. It better. Yeah. You, you know, if it were up to me, it would be uh, him and Lucas Carlson in the lineup every night. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons why it's not up to me, so I'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> That's uh, the
3: tamest way you could have possibly
1: framed that. <laughs> Bunch okay, of things,
2: huh? so, so moving on to the, the the harder decisions. I mean, we'll start with Duclair first just because he's going to be healthy at some point, and assuming that Hornquist doesn't stay on LTIR for the rest of the season, though, I think we all kind of expect that, uh, would you trade uh, Anthony Duclair?
1: No. First of all, hard smash.
3: Second no. of all, his eyes twinkle. Oh, no. he, he needs a haircut. He needs a haircut. He Like, I, I would be apoplectic if they traded him before he plays a game post yes. Achilles tear. Because that's just going to be the absolute nadir of his value. And, you know, there are lots of reasons why you have to move players at certain times. But ultimately, if you're not trying your hardest to live by buy low, sell high, which... I think this organization absolutely does. And it's one of the best things that Bill Zito has done gen- as general managers consistently buy low and consistently sell high. So I-, I can't imagine that he would be willing to sell Duclair at the lowest point of his value. You know, in a situation where another GM like um, Elliot Friedman and-, and Jeff Merrick always say they're not throwing you life preservers, they're throwing you anchors. Yeah. So don't don't latch onto that anchor and get rid of a really dynamic scoring forward. Who, if he was playing this year, this season could be, it 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 wouldn't be different in terms of them being in first place instead of in six, but they might be you know only two points out of a playoff spot rather than six. He
2: gave you thirty one goals last year for three million dollars. Yes. That's a hundred
3: thousand dollars a goal. You cannot get that value anywhere else. Like and let's do- not forget. This team is not deep. They cannot replace him anymore. Right. They had other options last year. They do not have those options anymore. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He got scratched in the playoffs because the Panthers had insane forward depth. They don't have that anymore. They well, need he those got 30 scratched goals.
0: Because he wasn't playing well. So yeah. right, uh, but, up, but they uh, had that but...
2: they had that ability. It's like they could scratch a 30 goal scorer and there was guys that were playing, you know, almost you know, just as good. That they could bring. I mean, they in the played they don't Joe have Thornton.
3: It. Like, well, that it was, was only literally Joe Thornton. No, but I mean, yeah, he has fifteen hundred assists or whatever he has.
2: Right. They had options this year. They don't have a, those options. Like, you do not trade Anthony Duclair, and just like TJ said, no one's throwing no one's throwing you a sweetheart offer for a guy coming off an ACL injury. They're throwing you anvils.
3: Are we done on Duclair? Because I kind of want to use that I same just, logic. I just,
1: just want to reiterate that that's a hard smash. Anyway, move, continue.
3: I, I want to use the same logic here to say, and get ready for the full character 180. I would be apoplectic if they traded Sam Bennett. <laughs> hmm. The guy is about to break out offensively. TJ's-
1: PJ's character arc regarding Sam Bennett is maybe my favorite long form plot line
3: of this podcast over the last two years. Mm-hmm. We thought um, uh, last year, maybe he was getting propped up by Huberto and that could still be the case. But right now he is insanely underachieving his expected goals, individual expected goals. He's producing that at a very high rate. He's leads the team in the the rate of rush shot attempts that he has, he gets more than Verhage. He gets more than Barkov, which is actually not that surprising because he doesn't get that many. He's a guy that is still playing with that style that made them so successful last year. And I don't know why, but just hasn't resulted in in goals. And there's a lot of warts to his game. He takes a lot of stupid penalties. Mm -hmm. He's not particularly good defensively. But at the same time, like this is a guy that I think has the potential to score 20 goals in the next 40 games, and if they if they sell him now, unless they're getting back Sam Girard, which was a trade they talked about potentially, you know, like they mocked it as uh, a trade on the DFO rundown, and I've been talking about that kind of swap for a long time because uh, Anton Lindell could potentially replace him as second line center, but right now. I think that you would be similar to what they did with Riley Smith, just buying way too hard into a shooting percentage slump slump. So I would say absolutely not to Sam Bennett.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, And it's going to be, it's going to be the same mantra for me, basically the, the rest of the people we talk about. It's like, unless you can get a similar age and quality defenseman, you don't trade Sam Bennett. Like, you still have him signed for two more seasons after this one. Um, you don't give that up unless you're getting something back that helps you right now. You don't trade him for a pick. You don't even trade him. I don't even think you trade him for a first-round pick because a pick in the late 20s from a playoff contender is, is what you're going to yeah, get offered. It's,
3: it might be a fair trade in the abstract, but what are the Panthers going to do with a late first-round pick at this point, right? Uh, There's a something. reason they got rid of them.
1: Hold on, TJ. What are they going to do with a late first-round pick? Something.
3: Like a trade for a defenseman, I,
1: I guess. Or they could use it to draft a player in the first round, which they are currently incapable of
3: doing. Yeah, yeah. but there's a reason. <laughs> the, those guys are going to take time to come into the lineup. They don't really have time. Barkov is 28. Ekblad's you know, contract is about to expire. He's going to get a big raise, I hope. Barkov is not 28. Barkov's 26. Well, he's going to be 28. like he's 28. Yeah, He's he might be
1: twenty-seven.
3: He might be twenty-seven. Alex, what were you saying? Either
2: way, like the the point you're making is that first round pick is like is going to be ready for the NHL two to three years from now, unless you you know strike gold, which happens you know one percent of the time in that point of the first round. So yeah, I I think it's an easy. You're not you're not you're not taking futures for Sam Bennett. And I'll just move on to it. Sam Reinhart, you are not taking futures for Sam Reinhart. There's been a lot yes. of people who've been like floating trades, like oh a first round pick and a and a B plus level prospect. Like no, yes that's that's what the Panthers gave up for him. But no, the guy had 82 go- 82 points last year. He plays plus defense. You can oh, put yeah. him, you can put him anywhere in the lineup. I mean, they could play him at center if they want him. So, I'm honestly, shocked the Panthers haven't tried that at all this year, considering how poorly things have gone just try it but either way Sam Bennett is not someone you sell low on because he's struggling this season. He's a really good player and the only way in my opinion you trade Sam Reinhart is if it's part of a package where there's three multiple teams involved in Jacob Chickren's becoming a Florida Panther. Uh-huh. That's that's the only reason you trade Sam Reinhart
3: in my opinion. I'd still rather have Reinhart than Chicron. I I'm just very low on Trickrin compared to everybody else.
1: Yeah, I I'd be concerned with having Trickrin and Ekblad because neither of them can keep their legs working through a full season.
2: That's a fair point.
1: Um, but I just Chikrin... want to rewind to Bennett because I didn't get to give uh, a take there because I just want to make sure that I that I go on record as saying smash on Sam Bennett. Uh, as for trading him, yeah, you're trading him if you're getting like, a good partner for Ekblad back. Uh, I saw someone mock up a trade with Pittsburgh that had the Panthers ending up with Ty Smith. Uh, I wouldn't want Ty Smith, but if uh, if Sam Bennett's going to Pittsburgh, I'll take a Marcus Patterson.
3: I mean, they would have to be Marcus Patterson plus, but I wouldn't necessarily yeah, no, yeah, be... Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't be opposed to that, like, I wouldn't hang up the phone right away is basically what I'm saying. I'll get back to you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, keep um, keep I, Bennett unless yeah. like
3: an
1: offer for very good proven defenseman comes up.
3: Roy?
0: I would keep Bennett. I think that uh down the stretch he's gonna end up uh being a bigger factor and the Panthers getting closer to the playoff spot. Uh Ryan Hart, I would I I would keep as well. Um both of those guys you can place in the lineup really anywhere. So and that you're gonna definitely need that because yeah, as we've seen this season, the Panthers not deep, so you're gonna have to
1: have them at least for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reinhardt is unfortunately a pass, uh, but he's also a very hard keep. Um, if for no other reason, not to say that like Sam Reinhardt is an untouchable, but now is not a good time to trade him. Now he is not a good having time a to touch him. <laughs> He, he's having a career low shooting percentage uh, and the return you would be able to get for Reinhardt right now would not be what his actual value should be. Mm-hmm. That, that's more lost. why I wouldn't trade Reinhardt than because I don't want to trade. I don't want to trade Reinhardt, but I wouldn't trade Reinhardt because he's having a bad season for him and it is depreciating his value to a degree that makes it hard to get an actual fair trade back for us. Hard, hard
2: Riley Smith vibes to use what TJ said about Bennett.
3: <laughs> it happened twice to Riley Smith. That was how he became a Panther. True. He's just an every other year guy. It's very strange. Um, let's move on to somebody else that you had on the list. We've talked about all year how Aaron Eckblad's play has been very disappointing. But I think giving up on him right now would be a little bit premature. But the number one reason that I wouldn't entertain trading him is that like, you need Aaron Ekblad to be what was promised or like what he's shown in the past few years as well if you're going to have a chance of winning the Stanley Cup. And that's what this organization wants to do. That's why they've made the decisions that they've made. They don't intend to just get into the playoffs and be happy with the first round victory. So if you trade Aaron Ekblad, maybe you win the trade because you get like a nice first round pick that turns into a second line winger and you get like, you know, a uh, Vladislav Gavrikov type of second pair guy, while Ekblad becomes a massively overpaid, you know, like a PK Suban where he used to I be see. a great defenseman and then he becomes a dud. So that's overpaid. But to me, like it's not really worth it because you don't have a chance of winning the cup anymore because you don't have a bona fide number one defenseman. You need that to win the cup.
2: Yeah, I, 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 the only reason I put him on the list is because so many people in the fan base just want to trade him. It's, clear, I mean, we've said it a thousand times. It's clear to us that he's playing injured, so that's impacting his skating ability, which is impacting his effectiveness but you do not trade your number one defenseman. And and if you try to trade him in the middle of the season, there's no one who's sending you a number one defenseman back. Like there is yeah. no Suban for Weber trade mid season. That's going to happen. Like you're going to get a bunch of pieces that are very, very unlikely to amount to what Aaron Eckblad gives you when he is healthy. Yes. He's struggling this year, but you do not trade Aaron Eckblad. I agree
0: with that. Um, well, first of all, like an injured, uh, he's injured, and he's chronically injured. So uh, I just don't believe that teams are going to end up wanting to trade for for that. So might as well keep him, and, uh, at least at least for the remainder of his contract
3: uh, until so you can't keep him anymore. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna do everything they can to keep him as long as they can, unless like this is the sign of something deeper, which again. I don't think it's what's going to happen, but you can't rule it out entirely. We've seen it happen before. Like, P.K. Subban, like I brought up, is one of the best examples.
1: Yeah, Ekblad is um, is is also quite the smash uh, and also oh, yeah. quite, quite the keep.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The man's got luscious locks, I'm telling you that.
1: The big question with Ekblad is, because you have to do two smasher passes with him. With a beard and without a beard. I think I prefer without.
0: Oh I he's had that beard for so long, I don't even remember. He's
2: had that beard <laughs> since he was like six. Yeah, that's
1: the the problem is if you try to find pictures of Ekblad without the beard now, it's like pictures from his draft. Yeah, he
0: was with <laughs> his OHL
3: draft when he was with the Barry Colts.
0: <laughs> when he came
3: out of the womb. <laughs> uh he had a little stubble coming out of the womb. Yeah.
2: And I'm only mentioning this because again, people are like, oh, trade him, trade him, trade him. Bobrovsky. nobody wants him. So no movement
1: clause. No movement clause. Yeah, you're not you're not getting out from underneath, Bob.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. You're stuck. And it is also unfortunate pass because he has uh, shown tendencies to uh, give up some bad goals here and there. But I you know, goaltending is voodoo. So, if you want to give yourself a positive spin, what happened yesterday doesn't mean anything. Anything can happen tomorrow. That's just the position, right, Alex? Pretty much. Though Johnny Hockey did get benched last night by Columbus. Just it saying, was bound to happen
1: eventually. Just saying, it wasn't even Tortorella though.
3: <laughs> it was Brad. I, I know his last name. I
1: know it's not Tortorella, but like just the spirit of the Columbus Blue Jackets, like it was, it was bound to happen yeah, eventually. Yeah, scratch. Yeah, benching your star late
2: in the game that you, you know, I like, well that team doesn't need to win anything. They're they're trying to lose. They're going hard in the bedard. That's a good states. way to lose. Bench Jonathan Hockey. I'm just saying, though, Johnny Hockey gets a little upset. Hockey. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh, John Hockey. John B. Hockey. <laughs>
1: john f hockey john q hockey yes. i don't what know johnny gaudreau's middle name hold on we're gonna figure this out right now i hope is
3: is there any is there anybody sexy you might consider trading? Was Michael? that was easy john john M. M. Hockey. Hockey. there you go is there any anybody's kind of sexy that you guys would consider trading Like somebody that might give you a pretty good return. Which version of yeah? Which I was like, what are you asking? Are we talking like Like somebody, somebody attractive trade asset, or like yeah, attractive player who I'd be willing to trade? Attractive trade asset. Um, I gotta say it, even though I don't really believe it. Would this be selling Verhage at the peak of his value?
2: You you shut your damn mouth. As you a... shut your damn mouth. That's You're just not, a
3: I'm, you, mm. that's just a due diligence talking. Like no, everybody's for sale. Type no, deal. Uh, you've got him at a
1: steal don't of a contract. Think about an answer to that question, Timothy. Well, kind of what what would the return contract have to for two be? More years. Like would it you would... do Verhagey for Gerard? I don't. think Hell I would. no. I don't think. Hell. I would.
2: that is one of the best value contracts in the
3: NHL. Okay. Like, but Gerard's is
1: similarly I'm, providing I'm start excellent value. I am just like I, I want to work my way down from a certain point. Okay. Cause like I would do Verhage for like Adam Fox. Yeah, that's not even. A but obviously the Rangers are laughing us off the phone for that. So like there is a threshold here for which we would be willing to trade Verhage. Well, yes. So but... we just have to work our way down from Adam Fox. <laughs>
3: I'm trying to think. What's like a what's like a a first pairing defenseman that isn't like a star? Jacob Chikrin. No, that's a no. no. I don't believe. In I him, wouldn't. But... I
1: wouldn't make that. I wouldn't make. That I care. don't.
3: I don't believe in Jacob. Chikrin, I love Jacob I Chikrin. Think.
1: Like on I just a think he... level. I I I would love to have him, but on a hockey level, I just. I I, I, I just think
2: that. Jacob Chikrin does exactly what this team needs, and that's skate
1: the puck up the ice. Yeah, when his legs work. That's the point. I I cannot stress that point enough. He just That's went the, down again yesterday. Like fair. This man cannot, and it's not even like he can't stay healthy, as in he gets sick. He gets injured, like badly injured, constantly. And Yeah, granted, that is a again, real problem. Again, Ekblad does too, and we don't need two of those.
3: Fair enough. What about Verhage for Grizzlick? No. I Ooh, love Matt
0: Like no. Absolutely not. Like there needs to be there need to be sweeteners.
2: Yeah, Gri- Gri- Grizzly's a great player for what he does, but like he gets Would carried. Be an awesome Panther.
1: You know, I wouldn't say he gets carried.
2: No, Grizzly, but like, like I'm saying, rules. But I'm saying is like he's as good as he is because he gets to play okay. with
1: a stacked defense.
3: No. He's, he's very good. I'm going to disagree
1: with that as well. Sorry. Alex, I need you to remember that about five years ago, five and a half years ago, five years ago, um, this is probably before we were really friends, uh, but I made an attempt to develop my own performance metric. I remember NHL. this. I remember <laughs> when you did this. And constantly, when I was ranking, when I, when I would sort for defensemen, Greslick constantly at the top. And this mm-hmm. is back when he was still getting like third pairing fringe minutes for, for the Bruins.
0: This, according to, I developed own a
1: stat that was like, hey, this guy's good. And now what he's getting you top pairing minutes. I'm smart. What were you saying, Roy?
0: This, according to your own metric.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It never really went anywhere, but like I did develop some form of metric that proved that Mac Reslick was good while he was still getting fringe minutes in Boston. And now we call it top, expected now, dog. Now he's a top pairing guy.
0: Okay, uh, entertain me. What is this formula? I don't remember. It's uh, been
3: five <laughs> years. Yeah. It was five years ago. Honestly, we're, we're going to say sure, that he meets the league in X-Dog. I'm
1: sure I could pull it up. Like, I, I know where the files are. I could get it. X-Dog. I, I, I think it would be. no. Yeah, he's got that dog uh, in him. He's got um, the dog
3: in him. That's for sure. Um, all right. uh, yeah. uh, But no,
1: yeah, uh, all it, was, right. it was basically Intangible, a lot. Really. But, okay, hold on. There was, oh, I had something else in my head. Oh, this is. Here's another good one to work your way down from.
3: Mackenzie Weger. There's yes, absolutely. I would do it. I would do it. Uh, I'm missing Mackenzie I, Weger.
1: Yeah, Verhegi for Weger. I mean, I would do it. Uh, Does Calgary do that? Probably not. No, no, no. Okay, so let's keep working our way down because, like, I want to find this threshold. Because obviously, um, the idea of trading Carter Verhage is insane to
3: all of us. But there has to be somewhere where we're willing to level off. What are the other defensemen on Carolina's left side? They got Slavin. Slavin, Pesci. Pesci's a righty, I think. I don't think he is. Uh, He might be. Brady
1: Shea. Brady Shea's still in Carolina? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't want him,
3: but... I don't want him, yeah.
1: What about Jacob Slavin?
3: Caroline is not doing that. Yeah, I don't know if this thought exercise is actually going anywhere, but I guess that there is a threshold. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: That's ultimately, I'm just trying to prove that like there is a threshold at which we would be willing to trade for Hagee. Yeah, I guess trying to find that threshold is probably an exercise in futility to a certain extent.
3: Uh, Condre Miller.
1: I don't think I would do that. I love Keandre Miller, but I'm not sure I'd do that.
3: Also, I think he's a righty. I don't think I don't think Miller has hit
1: his stride yet, and I'm not trading Verhagie for someone who hasn't hit his stride.
3: Uh, I I guess that on on a similar level, this will maybe be more palatable. It's also true that Brandon Montour might be at the peak of his value. Montour, I would trade. The unfortunate thing is, though, like that's clearly where you have a deficit,
1: right? That's that's the problem. Like, If you're the Panthers, you
3: can't afford
1: to trade away any of your defensemen without getting another one back. Yeah, it needs to be D for D on that one.
3: i trade Montour for Pesci. Pepline is laughing you off the phone.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: The the problem is, especially with the way Brandon Montour has been playing this year, is you need another Montour not to get rid of Brandon Montour. Right. And why are you trading Brandon Montour for Brandon Montour? Speaking of getting
1: another Brandon Montour, the Florida Panthers happened to pick up a Sabres defenseman on waivers today.
0: Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, his name his, is
1: Casey Fitzgerald, Casey son Fitzger- of former Panther Tom Fitzgerald. Yes,
2: and if you are a Hockey man Panthers fan, you should be getting every every child of a former Florida Panther because that way you would have known to draft Tage Thompson because that's the logic our fan base uses. <laughs> right. Um, that's how but, we
3: got Riley Stillman. Yeah. But, yeah, Casey Fitzgerald, I mean, he I got should way... Have got,
0: should have gotten Bob Kodalski's kid. <laughs> guys, uh, he's
3: but, 5'11. This isn't gonna work. No, no, <laughs> does he fight? He's a right handed shot that I did not expect. I mean, his
2: analytics are a lot better than the other people the Panthers have picked up off waivers and gotten something out of, aka Mahura forsling And uh, well, I guess they didn't get him off waivers, but they traded for Montour, like. Mm-hmm. Give him a shot. Like,
3: I, This I wish, is I, something you needed to do.
2: Yeah. You need to keep finding guys. I mean, yeah, you need a lefty to replace Mark Stahl, even though Paul Murray seems obsessed with keeping Mark Stahl in the lineup. But, like, you need to find a defenseman that can skate. Maybe Casey Fitzgerald is that guy. Just hope. Just hope. Any other Casey Fitzgerald thoughts?
3: No, I did also want to include it in, in terms of news that Spencer Knight went on IR yesterday.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Do we know what that is, Roy? Or nothing? They haven't really said anything. Yeah,
1: it stands for injured reserve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <Jacob.
0: laughs> uh No, this is actually the first time I'm hearing this. So, uh, yeah, not
2: great.
3: Not great, Bob.
0: Not
1: great. Well,
3: if it makes you feel better, I didn't know they claimed Casey Fitzgerald until five minutes ago. Until you literally just told me now, yeah, we're breaking uh, news, yeah. Alex.
2: Yeah, we are. Um, TJ, I know you wanted to do it. Do you want to do a quick mid-season report card because this podcast is starting to drag on us?
3: Yeah. Um, I, I at this point, I guess I'll just throw out all my opinions. Um, F goal goaltending D has to be better. Generous Spencer yeah, Knight generous. has been. It hasn't been the worst in the league, and it really hasn't even been in the ballpark of the worst of the league, but it's been mediocre.
1: I would say it's been the worst in the league
3: relative to teams that should be winning. Yeah, The consistency Uh, is just not there.
1: It hasn't been the worst in the league, but the Panthers are probably the best team with bad goaltending.
3: I don't think that's true. Um, Either
1: way, you get
2: a week where there's great goaltending and you get no scoring, or you get a week where there's a lot of scoring and no goaltending. There's, you're you're just getting no consistency out of your goaltending.
3: Yeah, um, if Knight had been playing better in the DJ. last week or so, he would definitely be bumping that up to at least a C. But he had a terrible week, or you know, last whatever Ever since five he's come games, back from his,
1: his illness, he's been awful.
3: Yeah, awful. The um, teams
4: with
1: worse goaltending than the Panthers, all situations save percentage this season. Uh Detroit, Chicago, St. Louis, Columbus, Seattle, Montreal, LA, San Jose, Vancouver. Which of those teams is better than the Panthers? None. So they well, are the worst team or the, they
3: are the best team with bad goaltending. I mean, I guess, but some of those teams are play uh teams with playoff aspirations that have much worse goaltending. Yeah, but, but I'm not whatever. gonna
1: go I'm not gonna go out there and say that the blues are better than the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Kings, you, the kings you could make an argument for. I wouldn't, but you could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm it's defense. I'm
0: Go ahead. All I'm hearing is you uh, dressed up and put makeup on a pig as the prettiest pig in a pig pen. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Goaltending yeah. is bad a goldfin. huge problem.
2: It's a huge problem this year. Mm-hmm. And Spencer Knight's not immune. Um, hopefully, it's just dealing with this, whatever the injury was plus the illness, but like, Right now you're looking at two years at four and a half million for a guy you can't play
3: because Spencer Knight has not been good the last week. I'll say moving on to defense. I'm going to say C. eckblad has been like a D. Mark Oof. Stahl's been like a D minus. Brandon Montour, A minus. Josh Mahura, B, which is great for a guy from waivers. Gustav Forsling, C.
4: So what? that pretty much puts everybody at yeah. c
3: level. I mean, Gustav Forsling has been rough for the last month or so. No, he's been rough. I disagree. I don't. I think... mean, I'm not looking at the the I games. Don't, I don't. I think... don't watch the games. Remember that. I <laughs> I only look at the stats. Look,
2: look, I don't think Forsling has taken to the role of number two defenseman as well as we hoped. But I don't think he has been bad. I think he has been fine. I think he has been doing everything he can to essentially make up for the fact that Ekblad can't skate this year. Yeah. And that's not an easy job to do.
3: Roy, um, any thoughts?
0: Uh I agree that I, I agree that Forsling should be better. Uh Okay. C plus probably is what I could give him on that one. Um, yeah, Golden has been terrible. Uh, or at least goaltender should be. It should have been better, but you got to keep in mind this entire season has been mired with injury and illness. Right, and it's just been. And the other thing is, how do you adjust to that? And that's where you have to talk about coaching. And meh, that really hasn't been great up until a certain point in the in the first half of the season, where the power plays game better. So that too, the power play up up until a few weeks ago, that was a D, but is it's risen to a B minus. But um, penalty kill that needs to be it, it's been good lately, but that uh,
3: we'll say C plus.
0: Yeah, special teams has been below I- average.
2: I would give special teams as a uh, in general uh, just
3: for the entire season a C and I think that's generous. I th- yeah. I think that it's fair but also like it's lucky to get a C, you know, it, it should feel fortunate. Could definitely be worse. Um I did want to do offense but I do want to talk about coaching also. Um offense it's it's very hard to give a grade here but I'm going to say B+ plus. Just because of the volume of chances they're creating, they're still top ten in the league in scoring, I believe.
1: Yeah, the Panthers. To TJ's point, five on five course, four per, per sixty minutes. The Panthers are fourth in the league in that stat. Uh, if we change that up to five on five goals four per sixty minutes, guess where they rank? Um, twelfth. Roy.
0: Eighteen. Fourth. Okay, I was wrong. So the that goals, are, uh, so the goals are, are good. So the goals are good. Yeah. The five-on-five
1: goals are coming. Okay. Um, so you see my point now? Yes. Yes. We see. Don't worry, point. TJ. In terms of not watching the game and only looking at the numbers, I've got your back. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's it's frustrating to way, see them not convert. But like...
1: I, I do want to say, if you change that up to all situations, goals for per sixty minutes, the Panthers are twelfth, which is still fine.
2: No, it's not. Not for the amount of offensive talent on this team, even with the loss of depth. Sure, 12th is not top good enough. For me. Top nope, third. Not.
3: I don't grade on. I it's don't grade on third. a
2: curve. I grade on. A, I grade on a curve. The expectations of this offense, twelfth, is not good enough. Well, Underwhelming. Having Underwhelming. the twelfth
1: best all situations offense should get you into the playoffs. Barely. That's a diff- it That's a.
2: That's a different conversation. But
1: that's what we need to be talking about at this point in the season.
2: Okay, that's fine. I, I, I can. I can live with that. I can live with that. I'm just saying, for the amount of talent on this offense, the fact that you've got Barkov, Kachuk, Verhage, uh, Reinhardt, Sam Bennett, like, yes, Duclair hasn't played, but like those guys should have you top 10 in an offense. And it, should, it shouldn't it should have been as difficult I agree as it's been this year.
1: If you're healthy, no argument. Barkov has missed time. Kachuk has missed a couple of games. Duclair has been out all season. Reinhardt started off the season. I know Mm -hmm. Reinhardt started off the season again with a career low shooting percentage of zero for a while. Yeah, Um, that was bad. So the fact that they have gotten as high as twelve is actually kind of cool. All situations goals against per sixty, they are twenty third. Offensive yeah, firepower is-, is not the problem here. So I'm with TJ and giving the offense a B or B plus. I'm not going to give them an A, but offense has not been the problem.
3: They're looking to outscore their problems and based on the statistics they should be doing that. Like the the chances that they're getting even though they're conver- converting they're getting goals, we'll say at an above league average level, they should be getting it at an elite level if you yeah. just look at their chance numbers and I'll give them credit for creating the chances. I'll dock them a little bit for not converting, but at the same time, we know that con- that creating chances is a better predictor of scoring goals in the future than scoring goals itself. Yes. No
1: so it. I also I also want to clarify in talking about those rankings of the goals for and goals against. Uh, I don't mean that as a way to judge the twelve forwards and the six defensemen. Those are full team numbers. The team offense has been good the team
0: defense has been bad. Yeah, I said, it was pretty underwhelming. I think that they should absolutely score more um, because of the talent that they have. By them being in the top half of the league, I mean, it would get you in the playoffs. Unfortunately, they're not exactly great on team defense. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And you say uh, they're trying to outscore the problems. Well, good luck with that.
2: Right. You're not outscoring your problems with 12th team off, 12th
3: in, in, in goals, four in all situations. Mm-hmm. No way. But there are a bunch of teams that are outscoring their problems and having good seasons because of it. Seattle, Los Angeles, probably a few more that I can't think of right off the top of my head. All right, coaching, Paul Maurice, what do we think? The letter grade I came to was C-minus. I think that if you ba- went off the tenor of the the fan base, you would think it would there would be no other option but to give an F. And I just don't feel that strongly, and I know that I'm on an island about that. That's fine. Um, the clear weaknesses in what's changed, at least, from going from Andrew Brunette to Paul Maurice, and maybe this isn't related to the coaching, but... I don't know what it otherwise could be is that the comeback cats are completely dead. If the Panthers get behind by two goals in a game, it's it over. It's over. And if over. they get
1: ahead by two goals in a game, they're also done.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the thing we've known and we've talked about it again. Well, again, it, and again. It's more so like the goaltending when they get up by two goals in a game has been terrible. It's not like they're bleeding chances. Well, but the <laughs> offense still flatlines. I mean, they. They they had zero shots 10 minutes into the third period yesterday. I guess when they're up by two goals, sometimes it does. But generally, they still have a lot of offense going when they're up by one. Either way, when they have a multi-goal lead in the third period, their offense
2: flatlines. And it happens again and again and again. And the only person you can blame for that is Paul Maurice. Because, you know, every once in a while, you can be like, all right, the players got complacent. But, like, it's a consistent pattern. That this team is up by two goals in the third period, and then they just bullied chances. Or I'm sorry, are, they, are there more than the just the stops.
3: blues game and the avalanche game because that it's could be a just... lot of games. It's okay, what are the other ones games. though? I don't I don't mean to do this. Like I, I know I'm coming off like an asshole, but what are the other games? I can't really think of them.
2: I honestly can't think of them on the top of my head, but I know I've tweeted them out and I've shown the screenshot of of the X, XG in the third period, and it is just a
3: flat line. It's happened a lot, TJ. I mean, I just can't pick out specific there's, games,
2: but it's happened a there's, lot.
3: There's 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 no period by period analytics. And if there were, I would be able to tell you that this is true, or maybe go more out on a limb and say, I think it's something that people are making out to be a problem because of the bad goaltending in those situations. There and are the fact that like
1: analytics, the problem is we have to look at each individual game report to find them.
3: Yeah, and I just don't have the time to do that. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no doubt about it. They just cannot come back from behind. And it's absolutely baffling from a team that had all the capabilities to do that last year. And you can only really look at the one thing they've changed since. Because I don't think it's Matthew Kachuk's fault. And I no, don't Matthew Kachuk
1: that... is a perfect angel and nothing is
3: his fault. And I don't think that Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Wieger were the only reasons they were making those comebacks. They were a part of them, but mm-hmm. they you can't say, well, they don't have Wieger and Huberto. Of course, they're going to lose every game. They're down by two in. Um, Mark Stahl playing every game. We've talked about it all year. It's you know, it's not going to cost you games, but at the same time, it's mm-hmm. such an obvious unforced error that like he should not be playing every night and probably should only be playing when you have other guys hurt like Joe Thornton did last year. Uh, that's another major issue I have with him. Uh, none of the depth forwards have gotten better other than A2, E2, and I mean, that's a big other than because he's had absolutely the best season of his career. E2's been a re- revelation this year. He's come down a little bit, but like Colin White was a dud. Rudolph Walters was a dud. Nick Cousins, I mean, he's kind of a known quantity but he hasn't given you anything extra. I'm oh, sorry. And hopefully someone can come in and prove me wrong, but also Ryan Lomberg has been pretty brutal this year.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, Lomberg has... Uh, Turned back has, into a Lomberg. Has, yeah, that's, that's the carriage turning back into a pumpkin a little bit.
3: Yeah, and the special teams, well... I don't know, because when I watch the special teams, I just feel like every time they get a power play, they're not going to score. Every time they give a penalty, they are got a 50-50 chance of surviving it. But that's probably just like the pessimistic Panthers brain, because the the stats are decent, you know, not in terms of the actual goals, but the analytics are decent. I mean, they still have a, a great offense from you can tell watching the games, even when they're not scoring Steve Goldstein's voice is getting really high a lot because they got the puck 10 feet from the net and somebody just got to hit one of those holes and they just, they're just not doing it. And I don't know why. And, you know, every other time in NHL history or like 90% of the times that somebody has a season like that, they, they started scoring, but There's no guarantee that that's going to happen.
2: Yeah. You guys, I mean, you've all said it. I mean, C minus D plus for coaching. It's just Maurice hasn't pushed the right buttons. He didn't change the offensive system, but he hasn't been able to find something that works for this team. 104
0: points uh, team total for for the season at the beginning of the season was the Vegas odds on that one—they're not going to hit that.
3: No way. No, no I no. not going to hit 100.
0: That's automatic F. So, on that one, that's just automatic F.
3: We all had the under.
1: Yeah, I was gonna—I was about to ask. Do you remember whether uh, how we how we yeah. did the over/under on that one? We all I had have, the under. I have them all open them right now. About 100. 100. But they're not going to hit hundred. All right, I feel no. very good about having taken the under there. <laughs> I'm disappointed I mean, that I had to, but I do enjoy being right about it. I mean, they're on pace
3: for 82. They're going to be lucky to hit they're 90. They're on pace unless... for
1: 84, Alex. Excuse
3: okay, 84. me. 84. No, he's lucky. no, Alex is right. They're on pace for 82.
1: I thought they had 41 or 40, uh, 42. 42, but in 42. 42. Oh, 42 they and 42. They 42. 42 and forty. I thought they had 42 and nope. 41. Nope. 42
2: and 42. They're on pace for 82 Whoops. points. Unless something changes, they're not going to hit 90.
3: And yeah, D minus F. I would expect something to change, though. Until it does, we can't expect it. Well, I mean, they just beat Colorado. You would have to say that something kind of changed there. Well, no, I'm telling you, beat Vegas. Well, in a playoff spot.
1: Beat Vegas on Thursday. Then we can talk. Yeah, we're at the point okay. where we can't yeah, just yeah, say, here's oh, they the won thing. One game. Yes, they beat Colorado. That's great. Beat Vegas. Even then, I know I just said that beat Vegas, then we'll talk. Beat Vegas on Thursday, beat Vancouver Saturday. Give me the first three game streak of the season. Then we can talk.
3: Yeah. I mean, we're talking about hitting 90 points. It's nothing to get excited about. Me saying I think they're gonna get to 90 points is No, it's not, but that but
2: that's why this season, that's why
3: the grade is a D minus F. Like they're gonna be lucky to hit 90 at this rate. They're the most disappointing team in the league. So I don't really know how you can otherwise argue. All right. Any final thoughts? Because we are way over time, guys. I'm gonna use my final thought to credit Roy for sticking this out with us. But I usually do. <laughs> I mean this this is guys. a real this is a real marathon. I mean he loves you know, us guys.
0: I, mean, I mean last year was, it didn't feel like a marathon. It does now.
3: <laughs> yeah. I just long. mean this episode in particular. It's been really long. That's exactly what I meant. Okay, the same page. It
2: didn't feel long last year because we were winning. We were having fun. This year we're diagnosed.
3: We're diagnosing a corpse. It feels cathartic. Fun is not the right word, but also it's not it's not negative. It's cathartic, you know? It's like therapy. Mm. All right. Let's get my, us out of
1: here. My final uh, thoughts is greatest five Kachuk. stars on My final health. thoughts is Matthew Kachuk smash. Uh, I know we didn't bring him up, nor is he a trade target. I
3: just I just oh yeah. Sure oh, yeah. Record there. But, I don't uh, understand smash. how his brother is Brady. Like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> With that DNA, I don't <laughs> understand.
1: Somehow, the most and least attractive players in the league are brothers. Uh,
0: uh keep in mind, Austin Matthews played for the uh, Maple Leaf, so <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. I He's mean, may- maybe not
3: the least attractive. He's but better now worth, that he
1: shaved the mustache. I will worst, say, that
3: much. worst hairline,
1: I think, yeah, and that. also weirdest face, anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, I, I can't house? wait for Team USA. And Matthews to play for us. Yeah. Roy, Roy any
2: final thoughts? No.
0: no then I, I, that's it. <laughs> not, not that it. not
2: not that you need any publicity from us because you give us way more publicity just by joining us. But where can people find you that don't already know?
0: All right. So uh, we have the Dan Levitard show with Stu Godz. That's every that's every day. Uh, because Miami with Billy Corbin is every Friday. Uh, And Montgomery & Company is every Thursday. So you can catch that on the Leviton & Friends Network, part of Metalock Media. And And I think a lot
3: of people don't know, but you guys do talk Panthers on the show all the time. A lot of people think, oh, it's just NFL, maybe the Heat once in a while. You guys do talk Panthers.
0: Yeah, we slide some hockey in there from time to time.
3: Um, So, yeah. Bunch of cats fans in that studio. I mean, we've had we've had Mike on the show. Chris Cody's a big Panthers fan. We're gonna get Jessica into it against her will. Yeah, I I doubt that.
0: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Chris Winningham as well.
3: That's right. Yeah, what he's a fan, but yeah, um... greatest five stars on BetterHelp.
2: Yeah, BetterHelp.com uh but yeah guys uh, i guess i'll just wrap it up for uh jacob Langsome and tj peterson i'm alex lopez thank you so much for joining us roy thank you guys for making it through this uh marathon episode and uh hopefully panthers win tonight against vegas and then they win again against vancouver and we can finally have a winning streak good night everybody